everybody, and welcome to Roll It, a movie podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ryan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Ty Lore. How you doing, Ty? Oh, I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm doing good. Recording Friday afternoon, so you know, got the weekend ahead of us. It's uh, it's looking good. Trying to figure out what I what I'm gonna watch tonight. My on my to do list tonight. That's it. But uh, so do you watch do you watch a movie every night? No, not every night. Um, I mean, it depends on, you know, if there's sports going on, uh, you know, if I just want to, like, relax and do something else, you know, if I want to read or something. But uh, usually, like, usually Friday nights and Saturday nights, depending on what I got going on, I like to watch a movie at least one of those nights, you know, just have a nice, relaxing movie night. Nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe go with some Malik tonight. I've kind of been on a Malik kick lately. Uh, for like the last five so, years well yeah but um i haven't i actually haven't watched tree life in like almost a year so well wow. i'm not gonna go tree Life. almost out of remission <laughs> i know right i gotta watch the extended cut next time that's gonna be my uh that's gonna be the next time but anyway wait is remission the right word i just said it and then i thought i sometimes i speak <laughs> before remission. i think in yeah remission. that's like yeah, rem- that's right in re- when you're in yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know if it works in that context, but you're it's on the right path, I think. Tree of um, life tree of life is cancer. <laughs> tree of life remission, yeah. Tree of life is the opposite, man. Alright, so this week we are doing a fan suggestion or a listener suggestion. Uh Lily. Yeah, yeah, I guess we just we don't know if they're a fan, but we do know they are. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they they listen. They they might just hate listen to us. Um, <laughs> Lilies of the Field, the 1963 film directed by Ralph Nelson, starring Sidney Poitier. Poitier, Poitier. I I don't know how to say his name correctly. But yeah, this was suggested a uh, probably a month or two ago. But I figured we'd wait for uh, Black History Month because it made sense. Because he was this role won him. Uh, best actor, uh, the Academy Award for Best Actor, and he was the first African American to win Best Actor Actress in a leading role. Um, uh, what was the name of uh, shoot, what was her name? The the woman from uh, Gone with the Wind won a Supporting Actress Award in the '40s, but this was the first lead actor award won by an African American. So you know, pretty uh pretty notable achievement not i mean i'm no fan of the academy awards i don't really take much heat into them but for something like this it's it's cool and it's uh it's nice to notice when something good does happen and when something good uh comes from them and this is definitely one of those times same uh same year as martin luther king's um letter from birmingham uh birmingham jail oh yeah i didn't even put that connection in there yeah so I guess uh, let's dive into it. What did you think of this movie, Ty? Very nostalgia esque. Um, I I liked the movie. I I thought it was endearing. I thought it was a I thought it was a good movie. Um, it was it was fun to watch. It, it felt like something that was just on your grandparents' TV when you went there when you were younger and you just sat there and watched it. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. It's I I mean. I don't think I'll watch it again. It's not really my bag, but as far as the storyline uh, and 
the acting and the characters. I mean, it was enjoyable. It was endearing. It was a cute storyline. I, I liked it. I thought it was, uh, I was happy with the ending, you know, put a little smile on my face um, and had me singing along. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's like where I come to, to it. Out. It's nothing spectacular. Um, I definitely think Sydney uh, Portier, Portier did an insane, insanely good job. Um, it felt really, really like humanistic. Uh, like he just felt like genuine, you know, he felt like a genuine man of the times. Um, it didn't feel like it was overreaching for that role or, you know what I mean? It didn't feel like it felt like a real, it felt authentic. He was, he felt authentic in that role. And, uh, I totally, I, I think he did a great job in that. So I can totally see how he would win, um, the Oscar for that. Anyways, that being said, yeah, I mean, it was, it gave me like a lot of nostalgia, like I said, and I think most black and white movies do, but it definitely felt like something that, uh, whenever I would go over to my grand, my grandma's house and the TV was just playing while she was repeatedly asking me what I wanted for dinner, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What about you? Yeah. So I think I'm large. I think we're largely on the same page. I think this is a perfectly average movie. I think it's, it's okay. You know, it's not bad, but it's not great. But I do agree with you that I think his performance, you know, brings it up. You know, I give it, uh, I think it's, I think he garners another half star to a star, depending on what, what scale you're grading on. Um, just by his performance, I think he brings it up that much. Um, but yeah, in terms of the story itself and the actual like filmmaking and stuff, you know, fine. But you know, it didn't blow my hair back or anything like that. But Tucson, no, Arizona is beautiful in it. The landscape yeah. shots are amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, that that I mean, that is true. Uh, I did like a lot of those shots with, you know, the long the long road ahead of them, and then you know, dri- you know, all the driving shots and that. Uh, but yeah, his performance really uh, kind of definitely bolsters this movie. Um, kind of brings it out of probably. It would have, you know, would have ended up. I mean, it's not. I don't think this movie is probably super widely viewed. I mean, that's just the way stuff is from the early '60s. I think there's not a lot of movies that are really uh, highly, highly viewed from then. But right. I think his performance is what saved this from totally slipping into obscurity. I don't think really anybody would know if he wasn't in it, and if he didn't give the performance he did. I don't think really anybody would really remember be aware of this movie or at least nearly as much as they are um so yeah i guess uh so i do think uh that his uh academy award was warranted and definitely deserved uh and i think that's what kind of saves this movie um but yeah that's that's what i that's kind of how i feel about it i don't think i mean we were talking before that beforehand there's every once in a while we'll do a movie and you know i'll after i finish it I'll look down at my notebook and I'll say, well, I uh, wonder what we're going to talk about this week because I sure as heck don't know. <laughs> um, and this was one of those because, I mean, there's stuff here and we'll we'll talk about some of it. But some some every once in a while we pick a movie and I'm just like, well, I I uh, I don't know. There's not there's not that much to dig into. There's not much of a deep dive we can do on this one. And I mean, that's fine. I mean, not every movie has to be but it makes it harder to talk about uh you know the type of stuff we talk about on this podcast uh it makes it harder to do with movies like that but 
you know, we're going to do our best. Yeah. And, and when you look at it from the lens of, uh, time, like relative time to, you know, 60, 63, early sixties, it wasn't as much about, it was more like, I personally feel like movies from that era are more lean more towards just like the entertaining side of things, you know, um, more Mm. than really pulling out the, uh, uh, m- more than trying to prove a point with the storyline, you know what I mean? I mean, there. This uh, at least I don't this know if one, I'd agree with that. You have seen a lot more movies from that era than I have, so you're probably well, right. But <laughs> I feel like a lot well, of the I just early think, '60s. I I just think in terms of comparing it to like now, I think there's uh there's more. I can't remember what episode we talked about this in. There's more content put out now. And you got a lot more, uh, you got a lot more money flowing around to give to people yeah. that are doing stuff that wouldn't get made 50, 60 years ago. Or yeah, 40, that's, 30, that's true. 40 years ago. Um, so you get more thoughtful stuff. But on the surface, like the stuff that comes out in theaters. Um, this is 60 years ago. Dude. I don't. What's that? This is almost 60 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it, just, just in terms of like the mainstream stuff. I don't know if it's really that much different now than it was then. I think you have, you know, uh, I don't know. It might be, it might be worse now, actually, in terms of the blockbuster movies, um, uh, compared to back then, I think, you know, you have like, now it seems like you have the slate of stuff that comes out year round. That is kind of what you were pointing at, like not, there's not that much there. They're just fun to watch, which isn't bad. I don't have a problem with those kind of movies. Yeah. But, and, and then, and the then more like, I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Like I probably just misspoke. <laughs> well, yeah. And then like during Oscar season, com- Oscar season comes around and then you get all the releases of like, here's the films that'll get nominated for all the Oscars that, you know, 90% of people that go see movies won't even, uh, won't even have heard of when, you know, the Oscars are aired. Um, and so you kind of run into that. Whereas like back in the day, it seems like the the movies that were nominated for Oscars were the movies that people watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a discussion for another day, maybe, or maybe we'll come back to this later this episode. I don't know, but yeah. So I guess, uh, I'll guess I'll do a summary and, uh, we can go from there. Sounds good. <clears throat> An itinerant handyman named Homer Smith is driving through the Arizona desert when he stops at a farm to get some water for his car. The farm, run by Eastern European immigrant nuns, is in rough shape and Mother Maria asks Smith if he'll do some work if he'll do some work for them. He declines at first, but figuring he could use the money, decides to help and fixes their roof at first. They don't pay him the first day, but insists he stays for dinner. He even gives English lessons to the mostly German-speaking nuns. He doesn't get paid the next day either, but keeps working. He eventually is suckered into taking the nuns to Mass, which is held outside because the congregation has no church, which the nuns plan to fix by having Homer build them a church to use. After still receiving no pay, besides from an equipment operating job that he finds, he takes off. But the nuns have, fi- but the nuns' faith is restored when he returns a few weeks later. He starts to work more on the chapel, with the congregation pitching in materials and labor, eventually leading to Homer becoming the boss of the build. The church is soon finished, and Homer looks at it with pride as a great accomplishment. 
but the nuns see it as an accomplishment of God through Homer. He then leads them in a song while sneaking out and driving off into the desert. Amen, and end of movie. Amen. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, I left out a decent chunk there, but it's pretty much kind of uh, once the... Once the stage is set at the beginning, and it's kind of the same thing throughout, <laughs> you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. once you see he doesn't get paid the first day and then he gets mad and then he asks for pay and still keeps working, doesn't get paid. He gets mad, still keeps working on and on and on until he leaves. Uh, but so I guess that's my first question. Why? Uh, why does he come back? Yeah. I wanted to know the same thing too. And did I miss something with his eye whenever he walked back into the cafe? So I think I took that as I don't like, cause he's wearing like the Hawaiian shirt and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the door doesn't work on his car anymore. So I'm a, it seems like he just like went, uh, was like partying or something maybe. And now he's got, he's hung over. That's yeah. why they get, he gave him the ice for his eye got a headache because he's hung over that's all i could figure i don't know okay i was kind of thinking that too and then i was just like i don't really i like i don't know i just i didn't really i thought i I actually rewatched that part twice because i didn't know if i missed something yeah no it was kind of weird yeah it felt like i missed something i guess um i i don't know why i don't know why he returned i i think i mean i think it's just like hitting on that point of like feeling like there's a greater good or you know what I mean? Or like feeling where, like feeling being pulled to where you belong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. go ahead. Now I, I, I honestly don't know. I guess in terms of the movie, I think it's portraying like, so I think the biggest theme the movie deals with, uh, is faith and no. whether, no, <laughs> whether that faith is uh, through God, whether it's a faith in God or a faith in humanity. And I think uh, that's what we see. So the, the nuns obviously have the faith in God. They don't, man, I just do not, did not like that. The mother at all. Like I thought like throughout the movie, maybe she like you're supposed up. to. <laughs> well, no, but I thought like throughout the movie, maybe like she would like come to his side more. You know, like mm-hmm. you're supposed to, your character is supposed to grow during a movie and she never did. She was just a miserable old woman the whole time. And I was like, just, you know, no respect and no, no, uh, no care for <laughs> the guy who literally built you a church, but whatever. She did say thank you after being coaxed into it, but she didn't want to. That's like, that made me mad. Okay. So he's like, <laughs> you know, they, they were doing the whole repeat. Yeah, he's like, thank you. And they all say thank you. She's like, thank. And then she, she like barely finished it. I was like, come on, man. All you gotta do is say thank you. It doesn't, you can still think it's through God, but he did the work of God with his hands, even if you think God worked through him. Come on. All, all you need is a little thank you. Didn't even get paid. But, uh, that's, he did, you know. he did get paid though, because he, I think for him, it restored a little bit of faith in his humanity, right? Well, and I think that's yeah. So isn't that the that's the complex here? That's the dual play. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I I think that's true. I think that's what he got out of it. That's why he came back. He he was he was like he had no community. He was just a traveling man. He was uh he took care of himself and he trusted himself. He knew how to do what needed to be done. Um you know, that's like his occupation as a handyman is because, you know, like he works by himself. He has his own tools. He is very individual. Um even like whenever he leaves places like it's just him in his car which is like a bomb car i would kill for like a a nice plane <laughs> uh just i was thinking of that today driving my ford focus i was like man this car is Michael. like 65 years newer and 65 times worse making making a little tent in the back with his car yeah you know? dude pretty, you can just nice fit setup. whatever why do you need a truck <laughs> not with this bad boy <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think, you know, and he had no community. He, and even when he found it with the nuns a little bit, he was still like, uh, all right. Like he would teach that there was still like this disconnect because he was like teaching them English, but he was still like very much so by himself and uh, siloed off. And it wasn't until he finally the uh, why, why can't I think of his name right now? I'd have to go to my notes. Uh Juan. Oh, um, Juan. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. I <laughs> that was probably, honestly, like, he, he was competing with Homer for my fa- favorite character. here. Yeah, he was the best character. I mean, Homer, uh, Poitier is so, I mean, he's just so charismatic, and you can't help but just love him. But, yeah, Juan, Juan is, is definitely the runner-up. Definitely. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's not that many other characters to choose from, but it's a long distance between second and third. <laughs> very long (laughs) i think it wasn't until like he basically was like uh you know because he was always like well why'd you like why and he's like why'd i come back and he's or why'd i leave and juan was like no why'd you come back it was like that at that moment it was almost like um an understanding or an unspoken understanding i guess between Homer and Juan that like this was his community you know what I mean he'd been searching for this family or community or communal vibes as the kids say and uh this is kind of where he found it and I think whenever he whenever Juan and all the uh, uh immigrants helped him build the chapel was when he finally realized that like that's where he belongs you know well if that's the case then why does he leave at the end I, yeah, I mean that's a good question. What like you can search for something and then find it and be content with finding it, but not want to stay in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean that's true. I think, I think it was. I don't know if it was about the community. I think he felt. I think you're right about he did feel a connection with these people, and he felt. I guess he felt like it was the right thing to do, uh, and that he could help them. So that's why he came back, and then. Also, in hand in hand with that, I think there's some uh, some amount of pride is what led to that decision too, right? Um, because that's what like every time it's like I think Juan says it, and then like the the priest says it, and he's like, "They don't have any money. Like, are they paying you?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, you know." I, he, you know, he like plays it off like he's he's fine. You know, they're uh, he knows all this and 
whatever. Cause he, I think he has that. It's like his pride is like, no, I, I'm, I know what I'm doing. You know, I, uh, I, you don't, you know, I, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know how to articulate this, but some, uh, it's, it's some amount of pride I think goes into the decision of going back to build this too, because that's what, that's why he stops building when everybody starts helping him. It's because he's like, Hey, I want to do this myself. I wanted to prove that I could, you know, build, build something this big and this great all by myself and, you know, prove it. I don't know, to, to himself, I guess that he can do this. And then I guess it comes in later. You know, he's also proven it to the, that, that, uh, I can't remember that guy's name, but the guy that he works for. Yeah. The guy that he works for, uh, and cause you know, cause that guy was like being a pretty big jerk to him, uh, initially. So I think it was kind of a combination of, right. you know, a pride and a, uh, so, you know, all, uh, a search to actually be altruistic and, uh, to do something good for somebody else. What if what he was looking to build, he realizes at the end was that community. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting you know, read of it. So like, yeah, I just, you know, as we, as you were talking through that, it kind of it, like kind of connected for me a little bit, but you know, once he, he said all he wants to do is build something. He wants to, you know, um, he's always, he said if he was like an architect, he wanted to throw the golden gate across the Atlantic or whatever he said, um, <laughs> San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco, uh, across the Atlantic. Could you just imagine one bridge <laughs> miles oh, and miles man. long? Anyways, uh, this is why I don't talk fast. I just say things, <laughs> but he talks about how he's always wanted to build something up and, uh, sure he's building this church, but what he has done single handedly is brought this community even closer together because even Mr. Ashton, everybody was so standoffish with the nuns to begin with. They thought they were crazy, um, they didn't have any money. They were broke. They were, you know, they, they like even the, um, the preacher, the father, I can't think of father David. Is that what it was? Father uh, Murphy. Um, Murphy. Yeah. I knew it was Father there. Murphy, you know, he was a traveling man and, and he, he said how, uh, he had these big dreams of preaching to massive, uh, congregations and really, though, he found, like, what Homer built for these people is a community, like a community, essentially. Even Father Murphy now has his own church, um, mm-hmm. and he's included these nuns and really built a community around them, you know? Yeah. Now, I, I think, yeah, I, I kind of like that reading. And then he left at the end being that, you know, like, my job here is done. Like, I've I've built. Right. I mean, you could say, you know, built the church, built uh, or the built the community, both. Right. Um, so maybe he's, and he, he's, maybe he wasn't necessarily searching for the community, but he was searching the, his need to build came from that. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was searching for his need to kind of be, you know, I, that was fulfilling to him. And I think that's what you see at the end when he like carves his name into that. It's like, it's very fulfilling uh, to do something like that, to build something. Uh, and then at the end saying like, Hey, I did this, you know, that this was, uh, by my hands, this was, I did something great. And then, you know, that's just doubly true with the community too. And then at the end, it's just him, you know, leaving them on a high note with the singing, 
uh, and kind of going to find something else to build, you know, find something, some of his next challenge to, you know, put his name on and, uh, you know, uh, whatever that may be. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I, yeah, I'm sticking with that, Ryan. I like that reading too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that. I, yeah. I, I could definitely see because that. the more I think about it too, the more it kind of relates to, uh, you know, God too, in, in like a spiritual sense, building up this world, you know, because Juan, uh, whenever he comes, he's like, this is all you have in a week. He's like, God made the entire world in a week. And he had, he had, <laughs> he had time to rest. rest. <laughs> Dude, Juan yeah. was really the best, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. So maybe it's like tying into that. Like that's, you know, well, yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's and it's where in the middle like, of this the- desert too. So, you know, in Tucson, well, yeah, and there's like there's a lack of life at the beginning. There's nothing happening, nothing doing. Right. Um, and by the end, then there's it's full of you know they're having the siesta after they get done building, and it's going to be full of life with the church there. You know, full of this community and congregation or whatever. Uh, whereas it was just a total like kind of desolate when he came, and he left with it being kind of full of life. But um, but yeah, I mean that guy ties back into uh like the faith thing and it's i mean is it i mean it just i guess it depends on probably your beliefs uh watching this but like is it was this fulfilled through a faith in god or was it kind of the godliness uh or the the better the better aspects of human nature and you know godliness in uh the individual human, namely Smith, as kind of doing the good good deeds and doing the good things uh, that happen. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to think about, and I guess yeah. where it probably you know very much. I don't know if the the movie comes down on one end or another because you could definitely read this being like, well, the 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 sister or the nuns were right, and you know he was. It, he, obviously he ended up building the church. So he was the answer from God, or you could read it as like the faith in humanity thing and being like, no, he was, he took it upon himself to do this. It's he, he wasn't acting. It wasn't God acting through him. He was choosing to do something good, uh, for the rest of, you know, for another group of people. Yeah. And you know, the more I kind of think about it, like I, I just looked up the, so the song that he sings, uh, Throughout the movie, I think it's like three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up the lyrics to that. Let me just adjust my mic so I'm not speaking beside it. And it kind of, if you break down the lyrics, you can kind of break down the movie. Uh, so. Well, it's the life of Christ, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just the life of Christ. But the way that, like, you can look at it. So they talk about uh, wrapped in a manger. And, like, you, one of the first things you see of. Homer sleeping is him and his cot wrapped in his sleeping bag. Um, especially when he's building the church and they have that party and she wakes him up from the hangover or whatever. Hmm. Um, you know, then it talks about talking with the elders, uh, who marveled at his wisdom. And eventually that's like the nuns, right? Like the elders and they marveled at his wisdom for English. Uh, okay. So it's kind of like, you know, going along with this down at the Jordan, uh, John was baptizing, saving all the sinners. I know, we'll tie that in later, I guess. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> they see him at the seaside uh, talking with the fishermen and made them all disciples or made them disciples. That could be seen as the immigrants who helped him. You know what I mean? They, they He was really bringing this community to a greater cause or to, you know, on under one understanding. And then, yeah, ah, all right. I can loosely tie it in, not with all the lyrics. So I, what, I hit four out of eight. Give me 50%. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a valiant effort valiant but effort. but if you if you think about it in like those terms like um it was almost like that you know when he left kind of like uh when when jesus died only a lot less so like but he came back <laughs> he came back and really like quote unquote was resurrected to this cause of helping these nuns you know yeah you can see um, it like that that's true I don't know. You know I think we you, had this you, discussion in another uh another episode too where we were talking about like Christ figures in movies and being like you can you can kinda it's a very flexible uh Yeah, hero figure. Uh, hero figure because you can kind of oh uh, it was cool hand Luke. You can kind of maneuver it however you want to, and I think you could probably maneuver a Christ figure onto him. Yeah. Um and I, I think you could make that argument, especially with him going away and then coming back, him being resurrected, I guess. And um, that's really the only reason for him to leave, right? What is? To be like, resurrected? To, yeah, to, well, well, to f- fulfill that, that storyline. I guess, but that and uh, Mother Maria treating him like crap. Right, but that was a that was continuous. That was there when he I came guess. back, too, and he didn't leave again. That was there beforehand, and he didn't leave then. Well, yeah. So I the, guess that's true. The, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm just kind of like there, there's there was really not a forced reason. Um, he was making money. He was that was more than what was happening the first week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to argue with you on any of these points. I mean, I definitely. I think it's open to interpretation, I guess. Uh, yeah. But. And then, well, hold on here. I'm going back to the song. I'm Now I'm like determined <laughs> to tie all these to every single <laughs> scene. Uh, when, when, yeah, like, so, you know, obviously, like, he died to save us. Is that, like, he left to kind of save the community around the nuns so he wasn't the central figure, too, you know? Mm. Um to really time in. Am I reaching? One. Am I reaching uh, now? That's a, I think that's a reach. All right. Okay. I've done my fair share of reaching, so I know I reach when I see one. Yeah. <laughs> you can <laughs> feel it. Once you start reaching, you, you can feel it. Something in you. You're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you might as well finish your sentence, but I don't think you're right. <laughs> uh, shoot. Um, so I was going to talk about like free will, I guess. Um, and I guess free will versus. Why wouldn't we? It is a I mean, podcast. Seems I mean like every month or so we have to talk about free will and fate. <laughs> um, it's a very popular movie theme, but uh, but it it pretty much ties into what we were talking about earlier with uh the reasoning why he came back and whether you have your faith in God or faith in humanity. If you had your faith in God, you'd say, well, it's it's fate that made him come back, I guess, or well, yeah, I guess fate that it's uh it's fate or god's hand that pushed him to coming back so it was you know preordained i guess you could say um or you land on the free will side and it was just the you know uh altruism and 
goodness or godliness, like I mentioned earlier, is goodness or godliness within uh, man to uh, give him the ability to make these decisions to do good. Um, and I, I, I think Homer comes down on one end at the end of the movie, and obviously the nuns come down on the other end, and that's why they're so, uh, or at least the mother is so stubborn in giving him any credit as being like, no, it's all. It was all God. You you know, you didn't do anything. I thank God. Um, and he's like, well, you know, <laughs> whose hands threw those bricks or whatever. But uh, no, it's just it, it pretty much goes in the same line as the faith thing that we mentioned earlier. But I don't have much to say on that. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, sorry. I was I was listening. I was also reading. Um, <laughs> I was reading the rest of uh, Matthew uh, six. Oh yeah, I wanted to let's say I guess we got to talk about that. Just I'll, I'll say the verse while we got it uh while we're talking about it. So it's Matthew 6:28 is what's well, they mentioned a few and at first he mentions I can't remember what it is. Uh but it's pretty much like uh the workers should be paid for their uh labor, something like that. I can't remember what it is, but it's something in that vein and then that's when she directs him to this line and uh, it's Matthew six twenty eight. Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. So that's saying like, uh, and then two verses earlier, it's the one where, uh, you know, it's like the, the birds of the sky or the the vague uh the vague idea of all this is like you shouldn't worry about material possessions because god will provide for you um Mm -hmm. and he provides for the birds and he provides you know the lilies have no problem um and then you know the lilies more beautiful than solomon's uh solomon's uh uh, kingdom or whatever anyway um but yeah the main the Later main thrust on, of Jesus is this is part of the Sermon on the Mount. It's the main thrust of Jesus' argument here in these verses is saying like, don't worry about material possessions or uh, money or anything like that. Um, if you, uh, you know, God will provide for you. So in that vein, right? And then kind of like suckers him into staying. He's like, oh come on, man, low blow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and later on in the in in Matthew six. And this, I'm reading from the American Standard Version, so it's a lot more old school sounding. Uh, verse 33 is, But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall at, be added upon you. So that's right. kind of where I was I was going. Like, is that the theme here? You know what I mean? Is that, like, where he goes? He finally, t- like, he, in building this, Homer finds out... Um, I don't know. He like there's a part of him that it, the free will part, you know, obviously is choosing to help these nuns in the in the pride behind like everybody thinking that he is out of his mind and he wants to say, "No, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing the right thing." Kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah. The boss in him, I guess, is that like him finally seeking that like quote unquote that righteousness, you know, and then everything else kind of falls into place around his his wanting to build that in that community and everything i guess I know, yeah yeah I, yeah I could i could definitely see that because it does seem to everything does kind of fall in place after he does this you know he finds fulfillment in it uh but right. as well at like of course he doesn't take the job or you're not supposed or at least i don't believe he ends up taking the job as like the foreman or whatever with that guy 
with that guy. But you see, like, there's these opportunities ahead of him that, you know, came out of this, or at least this fulfillment in what he did and this uh, gratification. Instead of worrying about money, you know, uh, he was provided with this uh, satisfaction and, you know, this, um, uh, I don't know if gratitude's the right word, but like recognition from everybody else of what he can do and what he's capable of. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that serves him in the future as well. And I think he kind of takes that, uh, takes that with him. So, you know, instead of getting paid in dollars, he's just getting paid in different, uh, a different kind of valuable, I guess. Agreed. Um, the only other thing that I had to tie in, cause, just because it was kind of funny, is well, I actually got a couple of things. Um, the uh, it's, I don't have a lot to say on this, but the joy of life thing. Um, he comes in. He's obviously like, you know, doing doing his own thing and doing what he wants to do and. She, I can't remember what they're talking about, but it's like right at the very beginning and she's kind of telling him how to do things or what to do. And he's like, uh, hey, people got to have some joy in living. And I think that's one of his, I think, I think the nuns come more around to that side. Well, especially all the other, all the sisters, not necessarily the mother. I don't know if she ever comes around, <laughs> but uh, they definitely find more joy in living, even though even though they're still living like nuns, they're like, well, we don't have to be, uh, you know, miserable, miserable I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, that's been a thing in like, uh, religious, super religious, um, whether it be monks or nuns or, uh, whatever throughout the years, there's been ones that, you know, take, take vows of poverty and all that kind of stuff is, you know, no ties to the earthly world, all that kind of stuff. Um, where they kind of cut ties with anything that uh, gives them satisfaction or anything. But I think he's like, you know, enjoy, you know, you think if the world's a creation of God, then why not, you know, why not enjoy it? Why, uh, why not find some, why not find some good in it? If it is, you know, if you do see God through all things and why not, why not enjoy that? So, yeah, I think he kind of ends up seeing their way a little bit and then they kind of come to his way a little bit. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's a little bit of a compromise there in the middle. Yeah. But definitely the sisters are a little bit more uh, easy to sway towards um, pleasure than the mother. Jesus, the um, mother. And then the one other thing is, so I just found it funny when that when Juan was talking, he's like, you know, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, anything after, you know, the world or this world, you know, when I die. Mm -hmm. But, you know. I'm taking out insurance, insurance or this is my insurance or whatever. Yeah, I know. Uh, which, you know, you can view, like, I thought of just to tie this into some kind of, uh, some kind of something, you know, Pascal's, that's pretty much Pascal's wager of, you know, if there, if there isn't a God and you don't, and you do believe in God or you do in 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 the form of this movie, I guess is him doing good things or good deeds or something. Good deeds for the church. Um, if there isn't a God and you do that, you're really not out much. But if there is a God and you don't do that, 
then you're out eternity, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, Pascal's wager is like, well, obviously, if you're wagering your life on something, which it doesn't take into account, you know, different uh, different religions and all that stuff. But, you know, that's a discussion for some other time. But essentially, like, you're not really out anything. You know, give it a shot. And who knows? Maybe it'll work out good for you. The first time I ever heard that ideology was uh, when I was getting my second tattoo my um, tattoo artist, I don't even know how it came up. He's like, oh, are you religious or whatever? And we started talking. He's like, yeah, the way I look at it, you know, I have a lot of friends, uh, a lot of friends who are on both sides. He's like, I've always just sided with the with the religious friends um, on that matter. He's like, because if they're right, you know, or because he's like, if I'm right, cool. But if I'm wrong, whatever. <laughs> then he kept tattooing my calf. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, he. I don't think he was as uh, deep as uh, Pascal, but... Yeah, Pascal's has to do with the, you know, philosophy of religion and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's general premise and one's on that boat. But So is Mr. Ashton got, taking out insurance. I guess, yeah. Uh, but then I guess the problem with that is like, well, if you don't have, at least in terms of the Christian faith, like if you don't have faith and you're just, you're just saying you believe just as an insurance marker, I mean, is that really enough of a belief to justify that? But, uh, yeah, like I said, those who believe could, in God, Ryan, we could we could debate the philosophy of Pascal's wager for a while, but uh, I don't think we get anywhere. You got anything else? Because I sure as heck don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, yeah, for for what it's worth, I thought it was an interesting movie. Like I said, it brought back a lot of nostalgia. I thought it was good. I enjoyed watching it. Um, you know, I, I don't really have any big complaints on it. Um, I'm happy I watched it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think I agree with that pretty much what you just said. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much else to say on it. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily a problem that there's not that much to talk about. I think it's still a fine watch. Um, but yeah, it's just not, it's not, uh, I'm not itching to watch it again, I guess, in my book, but I could definitely see why people would definitely enjoy it more than uh, I did. But not a bad movie in any uh, in any sense, though. No, definitely not. And, you know, I, I actually like watching, um, like, listener recommendations a lot, too, because uh, this is our second one we did. We did The Beast um, a couple months ago. And both times I'm watching it, it it's kind of interesting because I'm watching it knowing that somebody else really enjoys it. Or enjoys mm-hmm. it enough that they felt the need to tell us to watch it, you know? Yeah. Um So, I, I don't know. It's just we watch movies in different – I watch movies in different ways now for the podcast looking for um, underlying themes or just, like, watching camera angles or anything like that uh, that stand out. So, it, it, again, it's just, like, a different way to enjoy a movie, and I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I do. I, I, I agree. I, I do like watching movies that are recommendations, um, whether they're from listeners or just from other people, you know, if I'm listening to a podcast and they recommend a movie or whatever, it's always interesting to watch a movie knowing how somebody else feels about it and, uh, going into it, knowing that and not just kind of going in blind, especially somebody that feels so passionately about something. Um, yeah, it's uh gives for an interesting an interesting way to watch it. Um and then you kind of feel bad when you come on here and you're like, "Eh, <laughs> you know." But uh Imagine how I felt coming onto the podcast uh to talk about Tree of Life. 
Yeah, I was hyping that one up for you for a while. And, uh, <laughs> that yeah. in anime. You're always like, Dude, <laughs> I will get you into anime. I have. You need to watch this. And then I watch it, and I'm like, I'm not really feeling it. you're like, Ugh. I'm that still. Dra- that was a Dragon Ball Z reference, by the way, Ryan. So you're <laughs> welcome. No, uh, I, I I still, I think we should still try to do, uh, well, that's, you know, maybe in a few months we'll give another. I, I think uh, Akira. Uh, maybe we'll try that one. Anyways, let's move on. So that'll be the next one. But yeah, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What what are we doing next week, man? So next week we are doing. Oh oh, yeah, next week we are doing the 2014 film. The 2014 film John Wick. Uh, starring my boy Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it's I can't believe it because I suggested it and you said, "Yeah, I haven't actually sat down and watched that whole thing." Couldn't believe List- it. Listeners of this podcast can believe it. <laughs> I I've seen parts of one that played on TV for ten minutes, and if that ain't the story of my movie watching, then I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a. Uh, it is what the kids call a banger. It's a good movie. Um, Heat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that'll be. I'll, I'll. I'm gonna enjoy watching that one, and I hope you do too. But I will. I guess I'll see what you think about it come next week. But uh, until then, how can people get a hold of us, Ty? You can reach out to us on two different social media platforms: Twitter and Instagram. And we are at Roll Podcast on both of those. Or you can shoot us an email. Let us know your thoughts on this movie, other movies, movies you think you want us to do, movies that we should do, or um, just general feedback on the podcast. Uh, you can email us at rollitpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed any of them, if you could give us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be appreciated. Anything else, Ryan? Uh, no, I think you covered it. Uh, that'll do it for this week, and we will see y'all next week with the Baba Yaga himself, John Wick. Amen. 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 Just let that fade out. <laughs>